Sorry, I got very distracted there. Sorry about that. We we got distracted because uh, a naked man walked behind, behind us. Me yeah, and that was really that was destructive to my train of thought. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Propane Business Podcast. It is me and Yusuf here today because we're going to be talking about something that only Yusuf could answer. And that is why he decided to quit his job in accounting. I know Johnny's talked about it before, but I don't know if I've ever seen the dive in for you, uh, like a, a deep dive of that. And also like why why the medical degree alongside propane fitness? What, why all this kind of stuff? And I think it's going to be very useful for, for anyone listening to sort of hear the motivations behind that. Um, we, we were asked the question actually, which is what inspired this podcast, which was... Um, Basically, it sounded like a big, serious decision to leave the comfort of a steady paycheck to something that's a bit more volatile and referencing the online training there. And there's a a bunch of questions here that basically we're going to dive into today. Um, So welcome, Yusuf. Thank you for having me on, Alex. How exciting. (laughs) So I I think to to set the stage, it probably makes sense to just look at what what is the timeline of that. So so when, when does Yusuf start start his journey in propane fitness when does yusuf when do you <laughs> when do you start that where, where does that intersect with like university where does that intersect with nine to five all that kind of stuff yeah i think that's a good place to start because there was a set of decisions that played out over the last decade and some of them overlapped some of them on paper look like silly decisions but it that's always the case with hindsight so Johnny and I went to uni to do economics and maths and business and those kind of those kind of subjects just because we were the kind of kids that didn't know what we wanted to do and so they're like the default options because you know if you come from a a traditional family background where it's like you must go to university and get a good job and go work for a company and and so that was the kind of classic set of decisions what was that was that your family was that an impression of your your household yeah that's that's the general (laughs) the the general sense of my family Uh you must be doctor lawyer or engineer Uh um and so i was doing business ended up working in an investment bank so johnny was was officially an accountant i was i was in investment banking so it's a slightly different but at the end of the day when it all boils down to what you're doing in any kind of corporate or finance job you're sat at a desk with two monitors excel spreadsheets and that's it you grind in the way so whereas as an, as an online coach you're sat with different spreadsheets <laughs> doing it from home but but yeah so doing that realizing that actually very quickly seeing the person who was my boss 
was maybe five or ten years ahead of me, just as miserable, if not more miserable, and on a slightly higher paycheck, but you think, ah, oh, well, if I work really hard and do my homework and everything, then I'll end up like him. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, that's not really a very, <laughs> not very exciting prospect. So a combination of that extrapolating forward and a quote from Earl Nightingale that is, don't worry about pursuing your dreams for the because of the time it'll take, because the time will pass anyway. So I had a kind of lingering desire to get to the root of understanding human physiology, uh-huh. applying the evidence basis of recommendations to someone in practice. And so, right, I'm going to take a, a leap back for the moment yeah. because loads of great insightful stuff there, but I want to interrupt you and go, the, so, but just even back to university. So you had this kind of pressure to do a proper job in quotation marks. Um, Didn't really know what you wanted to do, went into business. And then from that, went into investment banking. Why did you choose investment banking or was investment banking just the opportunity that accepted you? Does that make sense? It it, it just chose me. It was just a a kind of, um, you just get streamed into these these things. And if you get past the, the application processes, then that kind of happens. So that was one of the threads, one of the streams of things that was happening. At the same time, step things back a few years. We we'd been running propane for a while. When I say running, we're basically writing on a on a blog, mm-hmm. not really thinking of it as a business, just thinking of it as a kind of soundboard and just creating content for the for the hell of it. Looking back, that's definitely that that was that was quite a fortunate way to do things because I think if you if you're trying to be too profit focused too early on, you end up making some funky decisions. And a lot of the people that have really established themselves in the industry started by doing content for the sake of doing good content. And then they monetized it later as a result. But obviously at the time you've you've got the blinkers on, you don't, you're not aware that that's what's happening. You're just like, oh, I'm doing a little blog on WordPress. Great. So ended up quitting the job in investment banking to apply for medicine, which was kind of, I guess, the culmination of the the end point of that interest taken to its end, taken to its its end point, and ended up turning up for med school. Doing the following few years, during that time, propane was was growing and gaining momentum, and that was just as a result of the organic content occasionally ranking on Google, getting some some followers on Facebook, starting to get some organic inquiries, still not profitable. It was maybe making £500 a month or a grand a month maybe. So nowhere near enough to think, oh, well, this is a career. This is really just a a fun little side thing that's um, that's never never going anywhere. The problem is, a couple of years later, you you know you're then approaching your final years in med school, and by this point, Johnny was like, "Oh, right, I I'm I do not like this job in accountancy." So and so you jumped ship before he did. I actually don't know this about you. Yeah, so so he jumped ship. Um, so he was working as an accountant full time while I was in med school. Okay, and he just completed his kind of professional qualification, which is a, a natural break point in 
in when you can leave the company. And at that point, Johnny was like, I am so tired of, of this job and it's draining so much from me. And I, what I really enjoy is coaching people online that I think I'm just going to quit and go full time. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the reason I'm saying this and that the point of the story is that sometimes you'll make a decision with the information that you have available to you. And then fast forward a bit and you're like, oh, if I'd had a bit of foresight or if I would had a bit of uh, information as to how this is going to transpire, I would have made a very different choice. But but here we are. So you have to just constantly react to the, the circumstances as you find them. So by that point, qualified as a doctor, propane is really starting to be quite time consuming and profitable enough for us both to live on. But I'm in a two-year contract for in a hospital. So the question is, I can either ditch the contract and basically force myself to have to go back to square one if I ever want to pick that up in future. Um, because the way that medicine is set up is that if you if you get up to a certain point and you quit before the next checkpoint, you have to go back to the level one. Brutal. You have to fight the final boss at the end of each checkpoint before you can lock in those, those save. Games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I am now. It's coming to the end of that contract. To the final boss. To, yeah. Going to the final boss and then um and then going propane full time. Now the, the, there's a lot of that that's that's kind of the set of events. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that we can talk about in terms of risk tolerance and whether you should just throw all your eggs in one basket or not. Um, how profitable does something have to be before you say like, okay, I'm going to do this full time. And is that mentality even broken? If you say, oh, I need it to be X amount profitable before I jump in, is that, that, that could be faulty logic because it's never going to, it's never going to become profitable unless you do it full time. So, unless, so unless you do jump in. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's so much there. <laughs> there is, there's a lot to dive into, which I think expands way beyond just the world of online coaching. Um, but no, so I think it's interesting that you didn't like you and Johnny didn't start it out being like, we're entrepreneurs, we're doing this thing and we're going to shoot this thing to the moon and oh, no, let's do a startup all. and oh, look, here's a montage of us gradually growing the office and all, all that kind of stuff. So that, that wasn't really the mindset that propane came from. It was much more of a side project slash, I guess a love. And I think that's very interesting. So like Johnny, I guess, Johnny was more of like a coach in a sense, and you were more of a researcher. Is that, am I getting a kind of, is that a true sign of things? Like, I know that's not exactly the case of having worked with you guys for a long time, but in terms of like, you were so interested in human physiology that you did a freaking medical degree. <laughs> like, yeah, that I is, that's, what... that's, that's a level above, I think, honestly, the majority of personal trainers. Does that make sense? That that yeah, like we 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 just have a kind of obsessional curiosity, and I was I was thinking like the combination of that plus thinking ah oh, this is an itch that is not going to be scratched unless I really go hard on it, mm-hmm. and and so by that point you're thinking well I've got no choice because it's gonna it's gonna cause me so much spiritual unrest to not scratch that itch and to just continue working in investment banking suppress my soul and just just do what needs to be done 
it's not going to, um, that's not going to go away. And so, yeah, it, as irrational as the decision seems on the face of it to quit a job that is well paid and, um, you know, is quite cushy, doesn't have night shifts, doesn't have all the, all the downsides of something like medicine. But, well, so, but I think the, the thing is as well, is that like, although, well, so obviously investment banking is sort of just risk management, right? That's basically your role. I don't actually know fully what the day-to-day is, but it's the, the principles f- underpinning it as risk management, right? Like that's essentially your role. So with that in mind, I assume that like medical school is actually not very risky, <laughs> Or is it very risky? I actually don't know because I know the dropout rate's quite high, but obviously once you've passed through it, you have a job literally forever in all of eternity until we become robots and then you won't have a job. But So I suppose that the risk there is more macro, isn't it? It's that you're you're quitting something which is a certain Mm -hmm. um, to go and do something which not only takes a lot of time, it costs a lot to do the degree. I, I didn't have the cash to make my way through the degree, so I'd... I didn't really have a plan for how I was going to fund myself. Um, only fans, only fans. Yeah, sometimes we might might just have to resort to that. Um, and then there's also the fact that there's no guarantee that you'll pass. Yes, yeah. it's very difficult, and yeah, people do fail. I think maybe five five to ten percent each year will fail just from you know. And th- these aren't people that didn't work. These are just it's just the fucking hard. Yeah, just hard. <laughs> Um, and it, it's a very kind of instant death kind of degree as well. Like it's not, you, you don't, you don't like scrape through with a, um, with a third or something. You, you either yeah. pass or you fail and that's yeah. it. So yeah, I suppose that's where some of the, the risk comes from. And then there's also the, the opportunity cost of time that taking five or six years away from anything when you've already got a head start at something else, like to try and regain that time or regain that profitability is is a big one also i think i think that's that's what i the most that i know about you is how painful it is wasted time to you i think that's your biggest frustration <laughs> in the world like uh, like a hundred percent it's that which i think is is very very interesting because uh, you could be in a position where you know, say say you're sort of just coming out, or you're in uni, for example. If you're in university, you're actually quite time rich. No matter really which degree you start. I mean, obviously medical school less so, but really up until that point, for the most part, there's there's a unless you're working full time as well. Obviously, there's a ton of caveats that would make this the case. But the fact that even like an investment firm, for example, you're still you were pretty time rich, right, compared to now, <laughs> in terms of what you could do. Um, and I think it's very interesting that I think that's the asset, which is the least valued, like on a visceral level. Does that make sense? I think people have such a story that they tell themselves about money, which is completely replenishable and has this weird factor where once you reach a certain point, it just doesn't really matter beyond it. And then also the leverage that you can build up over time means that it's so easy to like, just get 20 grand now or lose 20 grand now and either is fine and nothing matters versus time. There is no equation where you can get that back. There is literally nothing you can do to reclaim that. And that's why I think like, I don't know, I'd argue that's like a societal or cultural thing or like a fallacy, a bias that we have yeah. as humans is money and not time. It's a time. very funny mismatch, isn't it? Because you, you're right. Like the, the only happiness that people get or lose from 
gaining or losing money is a story and it's it's the kind of or oh well up until a certain point and then it's like <laughs> health and security and all that kind yeah, of stuff of course but... until it starts to actually impact on your so, so like beyond your basic needs being covered um fluctuations in in cash like yeah you can buy nice things and so on but it's not it that's all second order that's all like there's a thing that happens or you feel a change in your self-worth or what whatever it is that that drives you whereas people don't really care about time they don't really see it as wasted or non-renewable even though it's like it's the most brutal thing because it's it's literally moving in one direction it's dripping away every bit that you lose you're closer to your death like it's it's a pretty <laughs> it's a pretty um yeah formidable thing to be trading with mm -hmm. and yet we give away our time so much more easily well exactly and i think it's it's all very strange though like it i mean we are getting really into the weeds of like how to live as a human being and exist in a fulfilled <laughs> way but i think that's why for example i know you said the risk like the risk of jumping into something that you actually really cared about versus sticking the course with something you don't enjoy like what you are risking so what you lose by changing to the thing you're passionate about is consistent revenue we've already established that consistent revenue is far less important than spending your time in a way that you feel is worthwhile so yes it's a no-brainer unless now there's, there's also you know unless there's like other human beings who are dependent on you or you're dependent on yourself like you know the income will be at a stage where you can't sustain yourself now whether or not you can sustain yourself based on reality or your ego that you need to spend to feel good about yourself is a bit of a different discussion and also maybe some value judgments in there maybe you need that lifestyle maybe that's you but <laughs> well that, that's a good point it depends how lightly you want to live mm -hmm. and we we set ourselves certain targets and expectations to be satisfied with mm -hmm. But actually, if okay, if we look at the four currencies that we operate in, so there's time or freedom of time, let's say, freedom of location, money, and satisfaction. And if you set your expectations low and you say, you know what, like I can live a pretty happy life with fifteen hundred pound a month, and you set your expenses such that, you know, you you your life is is living quite lean. You don't mm -hmm. you don't need to have that like. Um, mocha frappuccino every morning from from Costa, and you don't have to drive a Tesla, and you don't have to do all these things which are expensive but not really very fulfilling. Then you can get away with actually like not needing too much to be happy. The same with satisfaction. If you don't, if you can detach your ego from it, and I think there's certainly amount set a, a degree of ego with wanting to be a doctor. You know, everyone wants to to have the, the the sense of qualification or prestige or to feel like they've achieved something or whatever it is it's one of the big drivers of highly motivated people that go into medicine but then you're setting yourself a very high target and a very costly thing just to feel good about yourself and if you could say oh i'm actually happy as i am i'm pretty content just just being who i am without having to acquire bells and whistles then you can go through life again living pretty lean and not needing much to be happy so there's definitely a an argument to be made to rather than trying to increase your income 
is to yeah. reduce your expenditure across the different currencies. Hopefully, I've expressed that clearly. Yeah, I think I think clear enough. That if anyone's been following up until this point, they'll at least be nodding slightly. But no, I, I think it's like, well, like, well, yeah. So, what would you? How would you order those four currencies? So, what did you say? Like time, time, location. money, location, satisfaction. Yeah. Which? So, yeah. This is individual. It depends on what you personally value and which ones that you find the most, um, most inherently satisfying. Now, I. I think there's a right answer, but <laughs> what's the right answer? But, then but yeah, of course I'm of course I'm biased. And I think it's that's where you need a lot of introspection. You really need to have a think about am I living someone else's life here? One of the chapters in the book that really had a big impact on me was called Live as Though Your Father Was Dead. And that was a chapter from David Dader, The Way of the Superior Man. And the idea what a there, lofty really. fucking title i know it's a very <laughs> uh, very fancy <laughs> title but the idea there is that not necessarily li- living as though your physical father was dead doesn't matter if your father is physically alive or not but it's don't live your life in the expectations and shadow of your culture and your religious and political expectations that you that you're living in live your own purpose in your own life rather than trying to um, tick the boxes for for someone else and if you don't reflect on that properly you will end up in 20 years time realizing you've been chasing a a goal that really wasn't your goal and hasn't been satisfying but you've maybe impressed a couple of other people on the way so i think i think that's that's the really weird thing is that like I know it's almost like a childish, dumb truism, but like other people's opinion of you just doesn't matter at all. Like it just, like it, it, it doesn't. And I think that's so much of the time what limits people for very reasonable, like people want emotional safety. People want to be liked. People want to feel loved. That's a big desire that's innate to humans. Cause it, you know, cause of whatever reason. Um, but like, it's still like people's opinions of you don't matter. And the wild thing is those opinions also like they could be happening and they still like someone could be chatting shit about me and you, right? Johnny could be like talking to Becca (laughs) being like, just being like, Oh, these fucking idiots. I have to work with them every single day. (laughs) Good God. Like that still hasn't affected my day. I'm still bopping around. I'm very happy. Now, of course, when it gets to like the higher levels of like war and <laughs> abuse and stuff like that, then those do matter. But I think that's a yeah, very different thing to what... If we're living in a sort of caveman society where, um, you know, if you are ost- ostracized from the tribe, then you, you actually die, then yeah, fine. But in the modern world, everybody could hate you or everybody could could not care about you mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd be fine. Yeah. Well, I also like that just won't happen unless you unless you are doing something that is like fundamentally awful or there's a really backwards part of society. Now that gets a bit opinionated and you can dive into like a ton of different things. But that is to say that most of the time people's opinion of you is based on them. It's not based on you. Yeah. Um, so I think like that's the the biggest thing would be people's opinions of you no matter how close they even are to you, are still just all the story that they're telling themselves about you. 
they're not you. They're not true to your experience. Now, if you go a layer deeper, the story you're telling yourself about yourself is also a lie. But we don't go. You don't need to go there too far. Or like, it's not a lie. It's a construct, which is slightly different. But it's not like a. It's not like a fundamental truth. There's nothing yeah. fundamentally true about what you identify as, who you are. So really, all you can do is like listen to yourself and be like, what direction is this guiding me in? Which is why all the meditation stuff's so important, and why I think like the people that succeed, there's a trend that a lot of people that are successful do meditate is because listening to that in a voice and living authentically in relation to that is the best kind of combination of stuff that's going to motivate you, stuff that's going to cause the most positive knock-on effect and all of that kind of good stuff. Hi, I'm Jason and I recently completed the seven-day on-ramp course for online coaching with Propane Fitness. One concern that I had before starting the course was that I don't really have much in the way of a social media following. I spoke to Johnny before enrolling and he assured me that as long as I had some kind of social media following, I could utilize the tools and techniques. The course was excellent. I found it helpful, engaging and insightful. It also kept me accountable, logging in for the lives each day with Johnny and then having work to do afterwards it meant I went and got it done and actioned the advice. So by the end of the week, I've gained three paying online clients, and that's having little to no social media following. As well as those clients, I've come away from the course with a newly instilled confidence and clear direction of where I can take my online coaching business in the future. I highly recommend signing up for the course, and thanks again to Johnny and Yusuf. Now, back to kind of your journey. Did you become a doctor to help people or was it purely a fascination in biology or was it like a little mixture of both? What would you say the percentage split is on that? Ooh, percentage split. It's, it's, it's got to be close to 50-50 because mm-hmm. I think if you, would just have, if you just had a fascination with physiology, you would go and work in academia. You, mm-hmm. would, you would look to do some kind of... Um, you know, in the trenches. Well, no, I suppose you, you could you say doctor. You say being a doctor's in the trenches, but some something at the cutting edge of science that's removed from having to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of clinical medicine is the the human stuff. It's not really the the fancy science. Did you did you like know that going in? Is it like a is it a perk? Is it a downside? What, what's your kind of relationship yeah, I, with that? I had no idea going in. To be honest, I think mean, I was very ignorant of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think very few people really know what they're getting into, particularly if you're the standard med student at 16 years old doing your GCSEs and then picking A-levels and thinking, oh, well, I like science and I like people, so I'm going to do medicine. Um, but it's, I think it is a perk because if you're drawn to online coaching, you're drawn to helping people with a specific problem and applying physiological principles to to do that so working with a person being able to to work around all of the the human tendencies that people have all of the ups and downs that's that's part of the it's part of the job Mm -hmm. and if you're not good at that stuff or if you don't enjoy people you can always be an anesthetist or a radiologist or a pathologist or something that you only have to deal with dead patients or um asleep patients or whatever well, technically, an anaesthetist. They're awake to start with. I've got a friend who's an anaesthetist. Or she's well, she's just about to qualify. 
And she has a lot of fun with the patients of like different ways of counting them down to be asleep. But anyway, that's a I side think the Americans part. love doing that as well. Yeah, good time. But yeah, um, they, what they love putting people to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they have, there's a few videos of them like giving the patient the propofol um, syringe and saying yeah. like, all right, do it yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's a bit of a sidebar as to like why you went into medicine and like why you quit the the kind of investment banking actually i kind of like to dive into the, the why you quit a little bit more just because it's like so like we know the sort of like risk management which was i'll be in med school that's a very safe job even though it's risky but i get to do what i love the same with propane as well and like you know you've now seen that propane's a lot more viable as like the full full-time thing in a much more expansive way than you thought before. So that's very much, but like, sorry, I went a bit diffuse there with the question, but what, what about the accounting? So like, I know you say like cubicle, but that's almost a trope. So what, what for you was intolerable? About the job, it's the abstractedness of it. So I think I'm too simple to, to be able to do a job that doesn't have a direct impact. Mm-hmm. So when you're crunching numbers on a on a spreadsheet that is so many levels removed from the final product, yeah, and you're the small, it's such a small piece in a business that of ten thousand people that you as a person is such a kind of unrecognizable screw on a cog on a on a wheel in a machine that you're like, I can't really see how I fit into this larger machine. Yeah, um, it's. I wasn't able to suspend reality enough to feel satisfaction from that. That's fair. No, that, there you go. No, that's really cool. And then, so obviously, with like the the coaching and stuff like that. Now, my my uh, my inquiry <laughs> there is like, why online as opposed to in person? Because in person is more direct in terms of the tangible effect you're having on a human being. Yeah, that that is true. And you know, you could say like the opposite would be okay if I'm. Managing a, if I'm playing with a spreadsheet on a thing which is someone's pension fund, which they then the company will say, oh well, that's that's managing the pension of the firefighter, and you're helping society in that way. But you're like, well, it's a bit removed from everything. So yeah, mm-hmm. the opposite would be like draining an abscess, like having a scalpel in your hand and physically like making an intervention with someone. But it's not scalable. It's not very profitable. There's only so much you can earn as a in-person PT. And even if you were the best that you could be, there's there's only so, there's only so many hours in the day, and there's only so much that you can you can charge. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and also like you can just from a helping people standpoint, you can only affect so many people's lives that what that way. Um, so like, so what we found is that kind of propane. I get it's not quite the middle ground because I think it's. Well, no, it probably is a middle ground where there's there's systems in place in which you have created or you and Johnny have created um, that like help people. It's semi-indirect, but I think you also see the feedback loop. Like you will see a transformation photo or we'll see someone's business, you know, absolutely taken off. And like 
that's that's very tangible versus i guess the investment is completely diffuse like it's so many levels removed and also like you didn't even affect the thing that changed it like yeah. you weren't even running the company that allowed the stock to go up which meant that then they you know so i i understand that was that, johnny's problem with it as well like he he was in auditing and yeah he was like we're checking accounts on a a stock for somewhat for on a on a financial statement for a company where so the shareholders can say oh that's correct but it's like well if i just didn't check it nothing would happen yeah <laughs> like if i just said yeah it's fine close the laptop and didn't worry about it there'd be no material effect at all so you like to have a material or at least get the the experience of having a material effect on the simulation <laughs> that we live in that's the that's sort of the where, where what kind of motivation no, that's, that's really cool and i think there's like I know there's there's a, there's a lot in that, and then I guess the final piece would be that what was the trigger for you, which is like because so obviously after you know after you're done with this rotation, you're planning to go propane fitness full time at least for a certain period. Don't know how long we'll see, but like you know what's what's influencing that? Is it that you prefer propane to medicine, and is well, I actually know the answer to this, but the listeners don't. So <laughs> yeah, so so it's a good question. I mean, obviously, I do I do prefer doing doing propane to medicine. I've got much more agency over over what we can what we can do with it, how far we can drive the ship, mm -hmm. um, drive the ship, uh, <laughs> ride ride the ship, <laughs> ride the donkey. Yeah. So, but but there's also the the whole thing that the internet moves a lot faster than the medical institution and so we're at a certain point of momentum now where we've been working on it for 10 12 years you've got to strike while the iron is still hot like it's not something that can be indefinitely paused and put off mm -hmm. so whereas medicine can be once i've hit that checkpoint i've got this little boss to battle in november then i can just pause that for a while and come back to it later and i'm in no rush to become a consultant mm -hmm. in anything so um which is the that that's the the ultimate final boss of of medicine, so because of that, that's something I can always pick up later. Um, so that's what's driven the the decision to focus on propane for now. There's also um, much just much more return on on investment for the amount of time and energy that you would put into an online business compared to doing any kind of traditional career. Yeah, well, I think like it's this very interesting balance because i mean what we talked about the four things was satisfaction which i think would you say that the satisfaction from doctor and propane is fairly similar yeah i think it is like because at the end of the day you're you're improving someone's life aren't you mm -hmm. it's probably you could argue it's more in some ways because more in which one <laughs> in in the with when you're working with someone online they have paid for your input and for your attention and access to you and they're really going to follow the advice that you give them huh? if you're coaching someone in any capacity so you're you're more likely for them to actually stick to the program with medicine like, being a doctor you just got hope yeah, well that's it compared to being a doctor especially in the uk where people don't pay for healthcare, when someone doesn't pay for something they don't value it and so you know you'll you'll go through some of the the lifestyle interventions that someone should really be doing to improve their health and they go no, no, but like that sounds hard. Can I just have the pill, please? Or, or even like 
I don't know what percentage of like ankle or shoulder rehab completion do you oh, think there is in terms like, of like physio? Like even myself, I've been many, injured in sports. How many of those bands are just gathering dust in a in yeah, a and, box somewhere. Like you do it twice, and then you go, "This is boring," and I don't feel much of a training effect. I'm going to stop this now. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, or no? So 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 a little bit more satisfaction, and then in terms of time, propane obviously wins out a million times over compared to doc- doctor, right? Yeah, and not having to do things at two in the morning and <laughs> you know just ruining your health as a result yeah <laughs> the irony yeah <laughs> the deep deep irony and then satis- so satisfaction time uh location yeah i mean you're you're more mobile <laughs> <laughs> you don't you, you don't love rvi yeah that, that's it you know you can um if you have access to a Wi-Fi network, then you can work wherever. Well, exactly, which, which I think you know Johnny's going to cover with me on a, a, an episode soon to be released of like how I travelled the US. Um, yeah, whilst, we've been looking forward to, to hearing about that. And then what was the, what's the final one? What's the fourth one? So time, location, satisfaction, and, and money. Money. Well, yeah, money. In the UK, doctors are underpaid for mm-hmm. the amount of of time and cost to to do the job um which is what makes it so ridiculous that nurses got a got a pay cut this year because they're they're paid even less and their jobs are horrendously difficult so yeah i i don't know why people still do the job like it has to well well, i i I do know why it's those other three currencies but Mm -hmm. um but it it's what it shows that to look at something from a monetary perspective doesn't explain all of human behavior. Yeah. And there you go. So I think that is a wonderful spot to kind of leave it off. I think we went all over the shop today, but I think anyone listening, I think if they're on the fence about their business or are trying to answer questions about why the hell have I chosen this industry <laughs> or, or anything like that, hopefully that answers it. And hopefully it gives you know people a kind of push to, to strive a little bit and to, just say fuck off to some opinions or even to like that voice of self-doubt, like that kind of imposter syndrome or anything like that. It's like, even if you feel like, oh, I'm not good at this, but I love this. If you keep doing it, you'll eventually be good at it and you'll probably still love it depending on yeah. how you approach it. But <laughs> I think that's, that's a good point. There's a few practical takeaways there really, which is, yeah, as you say, say fuck off to opinions of people that don't matter to you because you're, satisfaction is the thing that is you're going to be having to sleep at night with and be awake with it's always there oh yeah and be lying lying awake in bed with looking at your the amount that you earn as a ticket to the lifestyle that you want rather than just a number looking at your free time as the irreplaceable thing that you should prioritize as much as possible yep and don't and live as though your father was dead don't live in the cultural and political and religious expectations that you live in amazing stuff right speak soon want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands 
on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build ProPin Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.